Good morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone, and if you're joining us for the first time, this podcast is all about those secret ingredients that are necessary to success, whether it's in baking, whether it's in business, or whether it's in your personal life. And today, I'm so pleased to be joined by the lovely Shireen Washington with Real Talk, Real Talk Selling. Say that three times fast. Welcome, Shireen. Thank you for having me, Nancy. This is something we've been talking about wanting to do this, so I'm glad we're finally doing it. Me too. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, um, what you do, what Real Talk Selling is. Just give us the Cliff Notes version to start with. I will give you the Cliff Notes. So I am a master sales trainer, speaker and coach, and CEO of Real Talk Sales Consulting. And I train dentists and their treatment coordinators how to close five-figure cases on the same day of the consultation paid in full. That's what I'm known for doing. Um, and my career, I've been in consultative sales for 15 years. And as a, a former career, my past life, I was also a cognitive behavioral therapist. And so uh, Real Talk Selling is my sales process of what I teach. And in dentistry, sales can be scary for a lot of people. But with Real Talk Selling, I teach my clients that sales is serving and serving your patients powerfully. So they have every reason to say yes and not a reason to say no. Well, I love that. Um, so we're going to touch on a, two of those things. So A, I know that real, R-E-A-L, is there's periods there. So that tells me it's probably an acronym. So tell me what the acronym is for. Yes. So the acronym really sets the stage for the actual process itself. Because as patients come through the sales funnel, and it is sales, even in dentistry, it's almost as if you've got to do one thing before you do the next. And depending upon where the patient is and their journey, sometimes you have to switch it a little bit, but ideally you follow those steps. And with Real Talk Selling, the sales process starts over the phone. So the R stands for reassuring because the patient's journey starts long before someone is actually walking in the office. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, especially in dentistry, it takes sometimes up to a year before someone even has the courage to pick up the phone. And where a lot of dental offices fall short is really capturing patients at first substantial contact over the phone. So I teach in my process how to reassure. And the E stands for establishing a kindred connection. And a kindred connection is where you, for just a few brief moments, you are not afraid to step away from the product that you are selling and you are establishing a kindred connection on something that has nothing to do with dentistry. Mm -hmm. It's all about focusing on that patient at that given moment and sometimes going down a totally different path so that the patient finds an opportunity to connect and you have to find one commonality with that patient. And if you follow the steps of the process, you'll be able to do that. And then the A is assess. We've got to assess what the patient is hoping for. And a lot of, a lot of people don't realize that patients know exactly what they want to do. It doesn't necessarily mean that they can do it, but we've got to hear first what they're hoping for. And if we can achieve that, let's focus on 
selling them what they want as opposed to what we feel like they necessarily should get. And then the L stands for leading, leading powerfully, not backing a patient into a corner to make them feel like they have to do it, but patients want to be led. They are looking for someone to tell them what to do. And so that's what my process represents. Well, that is really awesome. I didn't know that before. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I find that really interesting. And I also think one of the things that I think so many people are challenged in, in many industries, not just dentistry or elective procedures, is that sales or selling tends to have a bad rap. Like you're you're trying to force somebody into buying something they didn't really want or need. Mm -hmm. But the way you just described it, all you're doing is really helping the patient achieve their desired outcome anyway, in a, in a strategic manner. Absolutely. And I think that's really in my business, employee benefits and insurance, that's our goal as well. It's never to try to sell you something you don't want or to strong arm you, but to help lead you to make the best decision that's right for you. And so when you say that selling is serving, I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. And I, you know what, Nancy, I'm glad that you mentioned that because you're, you're in a different business, but I think a lot of people don't realize that sales exists, exists in every industry every industry why do we fear it right it, it why, why is it that we don't realize like in your situation your clients are coming to you for a reason they're needing right. Your help right and we have an obligation to be able to guide them and to help them with why they're coming in so we don't need to be afraid of it no and and, and something i just ran into this week actually is Um, I had somebody come to me, we did all the steps you talked about, but then they didn't actually make the change after they told me that they, they said, you quite frankly, you had the best presentation, the best understanding, but we're going to stay where we're at because our current broker is a nice guy. Now, the only reason I bring this up Mm -hmm. is because people don't change out of fear and they only end up hurting themselves in, dent, in the case of dentistry or in the case of what I do, they end up sometimes hurting their own employees because mm-hmm. the thought of change is so overwhelming. And so selling is often just helping people overcome that fear of change and to yeah. do the next thing. Absolutely. And, you know, I teach my clients, uh, my treatment coordinators, and I, I teach, train my dentist, you know, as a, as a bariatric patient, and I always share my story uh, because I'm an obesity survivor. I'm, I'm a food, recovering food addict. It's been 13 years. And I've reached a point in my life 13 years ago where I was tired of being a closet eater. And I picked up the phone and had to call multiple offices until I found someone who took the time of day to hear my story. Right. And this a young lady convinced me to fly you know, a thousand miles to have weight loss surgery. And in no way did I ever see what she was doing as selling. She took the opportunity to educate me when no one else in my immediate area was willing to do that because she focused on the prize, helped me to see what I was missing in my life by not achieving my goals. And so if you keep your focus on the result of what whether it's a patient or a client, what they're going to get at the end of this. That's why the sales industry to me is the most 
amazing industry in the world. Not only can you dictate your income, but if you truly believe in what you're selling, then the gift that you're giving your client, your patient makes it rewarding to me. And so yeah. I always focus on what a patient, when it comes to dentistry, what is it that they don't have now because they haven't been able to pull the trigger and what life will be like for them when they can actually do this and achieve this for themselves. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, in, in the best possible scenario, it's always a win-win. And if it's win-lose, that's not, that's when it's, that's when the system is broken. But if you're always approaching it from how can I help you achieve your goals? And by doing so, I'm going to be compensated as well. Then that is the right way to look at it. That's it. That's so, it. so um, we, you, you kind of alluded to it, but let's talk about the fact that you have a master's degree in counseling. And so you mentioned your um, behavioral and cognitive therapy that you've kind of taken some of the, the lessons you learned from that and applied it to your system. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I will tell you, um, I certainly did not plan on spending um, $30,000 in student loans to get my master's degree to go into sales. <laughs> it just sort of happened, you know? Um, and I, I worked in uh, the mental health industry and in substance abuse. And as a cognitive behavioral therapist, you know, there's such a strong correlation in psychotherapy and sales because the cognitive part of, of being a therapist is modifying thoughts. Right. It's, it's modifying the thought process and the behaviors and communication of the person that's in front of you. And then the behavioral is the action and helping that person to understand that in order to achieve what it is that you're hoping for, regardless of how ambivalent you are. Right that you've got to take action to reach that. And I think I realized that the secret sauce to my sales process, uh, I think I realized that when I started selling dental implants, I was not very successful when I started. It took me three months to sell my first case. And I realized I wasn't selling because I was, well, I was selling, I'll put it to you. Right, right. I had totally forgot about who I was as a clinician and what always worked for me in respect to following the 80-20 rule where I am listening 80% of the time and I am talking 20%. And I was selling in the consult room using a piece of paper. I was writing stuff out and I'm like, whoa. Then I had this revelation that it's like, this is not Shireen, like I'm not selling authentically. And that's when I, I started my own process. And the company that I worked for knew that I wasn't necessarily doing the sales process, but I was selling. So they kind of left me alone. Right, right, right. And that, that was when it clicked. It's like what I did in helping patients in the mental health and substance abuse, it, that creates the buy now impulse in what I'm selling now. And so that is where real real talk selling kind of took off. And I kind of documented the process over the years. And then here I am. So I, I love that. Um, I love that uh, buy now impulse, because that's something that, uh, again, across many industries, I think that people struggle with. They get everything out there and then you hear, well, let me think about it. So how do you what triggers are you trying to um, what are you trying to trigger within that person to actually make the decision and not 
drag their feet and, and eventually end up doing nothing. Yeah. So the, the, I mean, the ultimate goal in the very, very beginning is to figure out how long the, the, the patient, in my case, or the client has been thinking about doing this, uh-huh. why they want to do it. We got to get to the pain points. Exactly. If I can capture that, right, and I'm listening and I'm documenting, and then I'm ultimately presenting options based off of what's going to fit the needs of their pain points. And I'm using transitional statements along the way. One of, one of the statements that I, I love and I teach is the next step in the process is. The next step in the process is. Because people need to know what the steps are. You're here exactly. for I'm going to tell you. And when it gets to the close, that you know, the, the part that everybody hates, because most people, when they close, it's like this drum roll. Mm-hmm. The, are you ready to sign? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, why do we have to do that? Right. When when we're done presenting and we're done listening and we are able to actually say what I think I've heard the patient say, and I've done a lot of active listening. Then I'm going to say, is this some I don't have a problem saying, what are your thoughts about what we just talked about? Is this something you want to do? Is this something you want to do? I'm outside on my deck and now bees are bothering me. Is this something that you want to do? And if someone says, yeah, I think I want to do this. All right. The next, the next step, step process, is, yeah. The next step in the process is, is that you'll schedule your appointment. We can do that as early as today. The total investment is going to be 50000 What questions do you have for me? And that's it. And if we pause, because sometimes where there's a lot of talking, uh, the, the price is 50000 and you can do this. And, you, but, but, and it's like, slow down. Watch your pace. Be confident. If you believe in what you're selling and what it's worth, we don't need to keep talking. And if someone says, well, I want to think about it. Talk to me about why you want to think about it. Because earlier you mentioned to me that. And then earlier you also stated that you want this. Talk to me about that. And that's it. And we just listen. And then we also we also have to be mindful. You know how I you how I change my tonals. I hear it. Yeah, and 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 just like it's a conversation. And at the end of the day, if you have a legitimate reason why you need to go home and think about it, then we still, if you want to do that, that's okay too. But we're not going to leave it loosey goosey either. Where it's like, well, I'll call you next. You know, I'll call you next week because a lot of people leave it loosey goosey. Well, call me. All right. How much time do you think you need to think about it? Right. I think Monday. You think Monday you'll be a, yeah, yeah. I think I can do it Monday. Okay. What's your schedule like on Monday? Well, I'm free at 12. Why don't we do this? You have your phone? Yeah, I have my phone. Let's go ahead. Let's pencil it in like this is like an actual appointment. I'm going to go ahead and put it in my calendar. If you could go ahead and put it in your calendar. Do I have your commitment? that when I call you at 12 o'clock, that you'll answer. I got your commitment now. You, you know, you make it, you know, you just soft, be soft about it. It doesn't have to be so serious. Right, right, right. All right. So when I call you at 12 o'clock, you're not going to let me roll into voicemail, right? No, no, no. Okay. All right now, because I'm going to call you at that time and we'll figure this out. You know, and it's just, it's just free flow. It's just relax. 
you know. And that's that's how that's how I've always sold. That's my voice. And when I train treatment coordinators or dentists, I don't want them to be me ever. I want them to be better than me. I always tell people that I don't want anybody to ever be me. I want you to be better than me. And then we're going to figure out your voice because things that I say, Shireenisms, that's what people call Shireenisms, may not sound right. I'm from New Jersey. So crazy stuff. I say crazy stuff sometimes. You know what I mean? We got to figure out what your voice is. Sure. Sure. I love that. Um, I just, I, I can just, like I say, I just can see your, your process, your approach working across all of sales. And I think it also, um, are you familiar with the whole story brand process? I am. I am. You're kind of you're kind of using it not necessarily in marketing, but you're almost using that story brand process right in the sales process, and I love it. I think it's it's, it's brilliant because you you are the guide leading them with a plan to the results that they want. So yeah. I think that's that's really really cool. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to switch gears for a second. Um, so we actually became connected through Alex Sheridan's program, his LinkedIn marketing program. Shout out, Alex! Um, <laughs> what made you? What made you decide to do that program? Because you're clearly very successful. I'm. I, what was your What was your objective, and how would you? What is your opinion of his program? Well, first of all, you. I, I think everybody. You know, I wouldn't be doing half of what I'm doing right now without Alex Sheridan and his, his program. And he will tell you, I look at other programs and I was like, I, even though I'm a salesperson, I'm like, I'm the worst person to like sell to. Oh, like, me too. <laughs> like, are you selling me? Don't sell me. <laughs> He's like, I will wear you out. Cause I'm like, I think I want it, but yeah, but is it too much? Da, 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 da. And his approach and how he handled me is so funny. I'm a big texter, even with my clients. And I sent him, I think he, I sent him a text message or something like I saw it. And at like seven o'clock at night, he responded to me. And I wasn't ready to pull the trigger that day, but he followed up with me. It was how he engaged me. But once I made the decision to purchase and I purchased his pro the, the most expensive option, which was the one-on-one -on -one coaching and the actual course, because I needed that hand-holding. I needed it because I feared doing what you and I are doing right now. Right, right. I needed it because I know, you know, personality charts, you know, I can be a little off the charts and I was afraid of being who I am. And his online program for LinkedIn specifically helped me to move past the fear and me being able to embrace who I am. Um, shout out to Elijah Desmond, who um, is a big heavy hitter in the dental industry and who is a personal mentor to me, has helped me to see that I need to be okay with Shireen from Jersey, who has a little bit of a big mouth. I'm gonna tell you how it is and be real talk. You know what I mean? And so his course has helped me to do that. And I'm not on video as much as a lot of people, but I'm okay to have this conversation right now. Right, right. Yeah. No, I I feel the same way. I decided to to and I had the same thing. I had looked into a number of different courses and there was something that had held me back and there was something about Alex that drew me to it. And I did the exact same thing you did to the one-on-one the -on -one plus the the course. Now, 
I am a little bit. Crew, shout out to the creative crew. The creative crew, absolutely. Um, they are so great. I mean, I get so much great information just because everybody is so willing to share ideas and and yeah. help everybody be their best. And I'm a little bit different than a lot of people in there because I'm not just a, a you know a solopreneur as 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 everybody calls it. I have a little bit different focus. But again, I have the same thing. I have learned so much. And if I've learned anything, not only from his program but from a few others that I've done, it's really be yourself, embrace your, embrace your quirkiness, whatever it is. And the more you're yourself and the more you're really authentic in how you come across, the more people want to know you. And that was a hard one for me because I had always kept myself pretty buttoned up. I think most people over the last couple of years that know me now would never have guessed that. But I mean, I was pretty much a closed book. I came in with the information and I left because what if they didn't like me? Now yeah. I'm like, oh well, let me just tell you a story. You know, <laughs> <laughs> love it, I love it. No, so. it's so true. It's so true. Uh, and 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 I think the biggest thing, and and this is what I learned. So the creative crew is a community of everyone who has taken uh, Alex's uh, online course, but the love that is extended for newbies, people coming in. Yes, you you learn and you grow at your pace. Absolutely. You know, and you have to be who you are. Not everybody is going to be as theatrical and animated as Alex, you know, because we're doing other things. Right. But you, you, you know, but you start off with a regular video. Then you can start adding subtitles. Then you can get fancy and do, you know, it's just one thing at a time. It is one thing at a time. And, and it is a really um, positive creative environment to be in. So I think, um, Alex, I know you're probably not listening or you'd be commenting at the moment, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but I will say that for any of you that are looking to, um, level up your LinkedIn game, um, definitely check out his program. He's, he's pretty fantastic. Okay. So here we go. We're going to switch gears one more time. One of the things you shared with me is that, um, you battled Lyme disease. And as a result of that, you had some really firsthand experiences with the healthcare system. And I'd really like to hear about what that was like for you. I'd like to know like what roadblocks you ran into and just kind of tell me a little bit about that journey for you. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think I talk less about being a Lyme disease uh, survivor and more about uh, being an obesity survivor. But I mean, there's no doubt about it that you know, those, I mean, that's who I am. So I contracted, I was bit by Lyme, uh, by a tick and I didn't realize it. Um, and, uh, in 2015, it was when I started noticing changes in my body and it started with my wrists, um, my right wrist and it would close up on me and then my left. And then I started losing my vision and, uh, even my ability to walk later on. And then my memory, and uh, it turned out that I had Lyme disease in my brain. So I'm in remission. I've been in remission since 2017. And, um, you know, I had to spend over $30,000 in holistic treatment in order to get help because unfortunately Lyme disease is known as the great imitator, meaning the symptoms are so varied that it mimics other diseases. And uh, towards the tail end of my career working at Clear Choice, and I have to actually give a shout out to Clear Choice because they did everything that they could to 
keep me uh, and sustain me as I was healing. But I just I just progressively got worse. I had to go out on disability and I ended up uh, doing totally holistic uh went to New Mexico, lived with a doctor and did a Pancha Karma in New Mexico and uh, did treatment, uh, blood irradiation treatment where they took my blood via IV, exposed it to pure oxygen, re-injected it back into my body. And that was what healed me. And, um, you know, it's sad, but, you know, Western medicine doesn't really recognize Lyme disease. And so a lot of people, unless you have the money to go the holistic route. A lot of people either end up passing away with Lyme disease or they end up uh, disabled in, in a nursing home. And so I had to go through vision therapy, physical therapy. Um, you know, I constantly work on the cognitive part mentally. Um, the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing now is nothing short of a miracle, truly. And um, it just speaks to, sometimes you gotta be your own doctor. And I didn't give up because I traveled multiple states to figure out what was wrong with me. And you have to advocate for yourself. And I'm grateful and I'm blessed to be where I'm at today. So so the message I'm hearing you say is that if you have something that you feel is not right in your physical body and the doctors are saying, we can't figure it out, you have to continue to advocate for yourself, to advocate for yourself. It's frustrating. It's challenging. But doctors have such a short window of time to see you, to diagnose you in today's environment that if you're running into issues, continue advocating for yourself. Um, and that might be Western medicine, it might be Eastern medicine, it might be alternative medicines. But if you find yourself in that type of situation and you're, you just can't figure out what to do next, feel free to um, reach out to me. I can connect you with patient advocates that can, can help you um, get the communication if in anything else that, that you really need. Um, because I would have to imagine that not only is your body shutting down, but you have to just be so incredibly frustrated to not have people actually really listening to you within the regular healthcare system. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I was told that one of the last diagnoses uh, that I received was that I had a mental health challenge, you know, that it what that it was in my head. And uh, and I and I knew that wasn't the case, but uh, yeah, you you have to be your own, be in charge of your body, be in charge of your health, and uh, don't be afraid to to think outside the box and do something. Uh, I, I am a huge uh, proponent of of uh, 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 Ayurvedic medicine, and I did a pancha karma, and uh, the pancha karma probably cured about 75% and it treats other things, not just Lyme. So if you have questionable symptoms and someone says it might be multiple sclerosis or, you know, you might have a fibromyalgia, you know, Lyme falls in the, in line with that. It could very well be Lyme disease. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And I, and it's, it's odd because I actually know a couple other people that have had similar experiences to you with Lyme where their bodies just were shutting down and no one could figure it out. And they were again being, I shouldn't say being accused, but people were starting to say, well, are you sure this isn't just all in your head? Because we're not figuring, we can't figure out why, why you're having all these symptoms. So um, definitely be, be open-minded, but continue to push for yeah, don't give up. For results. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Okay. So um, 
one of the things that I love most about you and that it really attracted to me to you was is your positive attitude and your mindset. Um, obviously, you've been through some pretty significant challenges in your life and you continue to just radiate happiness and joy and positivity. So what do you think is the key to that? Prayer. Yeah. Um, my family. Um, I, I'm very spiritually grounded. Um, I, um, a patient gave me a book called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. I have it. And that book, what I love about Jesus Calling is, um, well, it's a daily read. I read it in the morning. And it's just a daily devotional. So you can't use the excuse. You don't have time. But that sets my day. Now, you know, I have moments with Lyme disease. Sometimes I struggle with anxiety because I have a lot going on in my business. And, um, you know, so prayer grounds me. I'm also getting into meditation um, and really just staying balanced and realizing that, you know, like I said, you know, life is, is, is short. If we have it all grasped, that from COVID. Um, but just with my journey and how, you know, two years ago, I was like, pretty much, I felt like I was on my deathbed, but to be here, it's like, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, do your best to, to stay positive. And I put God first always. Yeah. Amen. I love that. Okay. So we have made it to the end where I get to ask you my five burning questions that every okay. guest is subject to. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I have to vary them a little bit, but, but okay. first is always the same. What is your absolute favorite food in the world? And can you cook it? Uh, my absolute favorite food? Um, I would say lasagna. I love Italian food. Uh, yes, I can cook it. Yes. Okay. You cook your favorite version or does somebody else make it the way you really like it the best? Yeah. I mean, I, I make it, it's never as good as like getting it at like Olive Garden or oh, you know, okay. an authentic, yeah. you know, Italian restaurant, but anything Italian. Okay. Anything anything Italian. Italian. Yeah. Okay. So what is the one character trait that you admire most in other people and why? Um, I would say the character trait, and it's actually in my husband. He doesn't worry about anything. He does not worry about anything. Sometimes I worry. Um, and it's just about different things, you know, because I I, I want to know, like, what's going to happen then? And am I going to have this? Da, 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 that level of intensity. He just, he's a man of few words unless you really know him, but nothing. He never worries about anything. And I he just takes what comes. Yeah, That is a beautiful character trait. I actually really admire that. Yeah. So what is the one character trait in yourself that you're most proud of and why? I, I'm pretty resilient. I would say that you are. <laughs> I'm pretty resilient. Even though I, I, I fear certain things, what gets me into activation mode is um, if somebody says I can't do something, um, I will put my mind to doing whatever I believe I can do and, and I make it happen. Um, I'm an action taker in life. I love that. Okay. So if you could magically get everyone to do one thing to improve their sales skills, what would it be? Pause and listen. 
Yeah. Talk and less, it, listen more. Yeah. And, it, and, 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 and embrace that uncomfortableness when you, when you have to stop and pausing sometimes that, that is always that one person is like, do I say something or should I say something? Should I wait? Should I say that? And I've had, you know, opportunities with patients where there's silence for a minute. That's hard. Yeah, but it that, is. That silence is, is important for the patient and it's important for the salesperson to figure out their next move. I love it. Okay, so what is your secret talent or something people would be surprised to learn about you? My secret talent. I'm actually a pretty good dancer. Um, I was in a hip hop video like in high school. Oh, yeah, very I cool. Hip hop dancing. Um, but I, I enjoy dancing. Um, I'm getting old. I'm creeping towards 50. So I can't do some of the things I used to do. But yeah, I, 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 I can, I can get down a little bit. Awesome! I love it. Need to see that on video, girlfriend. <laughs> that's, that's the next. That's the next. Next series. Okay. Okay. All right. Last question. So, who's the one person that you've met, either on LinkedIn um, or maybe a podcast you listen to that you would most like to meet in real life? Sit down, share a cup of coffee, glass of wine, and just really have a good talk with. Who would that be? So I'm a big fan of Maria Forleo. I don't know her. <clears throat> so she's an influencer for a lot of coaches. Um, you, and she, you know, it was on Oprah, you know, was interviewed by Oprah, which is something mm -hmm. I always love to do. But uh, Maria Forleo um, started off as a solopreneur um, and she created a name for herself through her B school, business school. <clears throat> I would love to meet her. Awesome. I love it. All right. So that brings us to the end. So is there anything, any final words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience and then also how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more? Yeah. Words of wisdom, regardless of whatever sales industry you are in, to be truly successful, make sure you are selling a product you truly believe in. If you believe in the product, you can sell it. Don't ever doubt yourself when you have a bad month. Know you are the bomb and you can be successful. I love it. And how would they get it? How are they going to get in touch with you? Um, they can visit my website, which is realtalkselling.com. www.realtalkselling.com. And um, after the show is over with, I will leave a link to that website. Um, you can also connect with Shireen via LinkedIn um, by clicking on her profile, reach out to her. She is fabulous in all sorts of ways. So thank you so much, Shireen, for joining us today. Thank and you. Uh, we'll see, I'll see everyone next week.